Welcome back listeners to Storytime Anytime for You. We're going to mix it up a little bit with this week's episode. We have a longer book, Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll, one of the classics, and it's 12 chapters long. So rather than read that in one long episode, we're going to break it up into at least two to three. We'll launch all of them on the same day. So if you do want to listen to a very long book, you'll be able to do that in one day. Or if you want to spread it out, you'll be able to do that too. But listeners will have a choice. So let's start Alice in Wonderland, Chapter 1, Down the Rabbit Hole. One sunny afternoon, Alice was in her garden, listening to her sister reading. Once or twice she had peeped into the book, but it had no pictures or conversations in it. What is the use of a book, thought Alice, without pictures or conversations? Alice soon fell asleep but woke up some time later upon hearing a noise. She looked around for her sister, but found herself alone. Suddenly, a white rabbit with pink eyes ran by her. He was dressed in a blue suit and was carrying a large pocket watch. He kept saying to himself, Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be too late. I wonder why he is in such a hurry, thought Alice. She jumped up when she saw the rabbit take the watch out of his waistcoat pocket. Out of curiosity, she followed him out of the garden and into the woods, for she realized just then that never had she seen a rabbit wearing a waistcoat, nor had she seen a rabbit carrying a pocket watch. She followed him until he disappeared down a hole near a big tree. Before she could stop herself, she found that she too had entered the rabbit hole. As she crawled on her knees, she said to herself, It is so dark in here. Where on earth did the rabbit disappear to? The rabbit hole went straight on like a tunnel and then dipped down so suddenly that Alice had no time to finish off her thought before she found herself falling down what seemed to be a very deep well. screamed Alice as she fell deeper into the hole. She fell for what seemed like a very long time. Either the well was very deep or she fell very slowly, for she had plenty of time as she went down to look about her and wonder what was going to happen next. First she tried to look down and make out where she was going, but it was too dark to see anything. Then she looked at the sides of the well and noticed that they were filled with cupboards and bookshelves. Here and there she saw maps and pictures hung upon pegs. Alice took down a jar from one of the shelves as she passed. It was labeled orange marmalade, but to her great disappointment it was empty. She did not want to drop the jar for fear of killing somebody, so she managed to put it into one of the cupboards as she fell past it. Would the fall ever end? She started wishing her cat Dinah was with her. Suddenly, she landed on a pile of dry leaves. She got up and dusted the leaves off her. She then looked up and saw the white rabbit running down a narrow corridor. She ran after it and could hear him say, Oh dear, oh my, I'm late, I'm late. She called out to him, Mr. Rabbit, please wait. When Alice turned around the corner, the white rabbit had disappeared. She found herself in a long, low hall 
which was lit up by a row of lamps hanging from the roof. She saw a number of doors before her. She tried all of them and found that they were all locked. She sadly walked from one end to, the, to another, wondering, How am I going to get out of here? She saw a glass table with nothing but a tiny golden key on it. She looked around to see if the key would open the doors, but the locks were too big. Suddenly she noticed a small curtain that she hadn't seen before, covering a very tiny door. She tried the golden key and to her delight found that the key opened the tiny door. Alice opened the door and found that it led into a small passage. She knelt down and looked along the passage into the most beautiful garden she had ever seen with bright flower beds and cool fountains. Oh, said Alice, how I wish I were small enough to fit through this door. I would love to go into that garden. She looked around to see if she could find another key and found a little bottle on the glass table with a note around it that said, Drink Me, in beautifully painted letters. She tasted the liquid in the bottle and finding it very nice, she very soon finished it off. The moment she finished the last drop, she became tiny. She was now only 10 inches high. To her delight, she was small enough to go through the tiny door. She ran to the door and tried to open it, only to see that it was locked. Alice had forgotten the golden key on the glass table, which was now as big as a mountain. She tried to climb to the top, but kept slipping. After many tries, Alice sat down and started to cry. When she stopped crying, she saw a tiny glass box under the table with the words, Eat Me, beautifully marked out in currants. Wiping her tears, Alice took a bite of the cake that was inside the box. She thought to herself, If by eating this I grow bigger, I can get the key to the door. If I grow smaller, I can crawl under the door and get to the other side. I will get to that garden no matter what. Chapter 2 The Pool of Tears Alice had a small piece of the cake and checked if she had grown in size. To her disappointment, she hadn't grown even an inch. Shrugging her shoulders, she finished off the cake. After that, she suddenly grew. Curiouser and curiouser, cried Alice. She was so surprised that for a moment she forgot how to speak English properly. Now, I'm opening like, I'm opening up like a telescope and a rather large one. She looked down at her feet only to see that she had grown so tall she couldn't even see them. Goodbye, feet. I wonder who will put on your shoes and stockings for you, she called. Just then, the top of her head struck the roof of the hall. She was at least nine feet tall. She picked up the golden key and turned to the door. But poor Alice was so huge that going through the door was impossible. She sat down and began to cry. Huge tears dropped from her eyes. She cried so much that soon there was a pool of tears around her spreading into the hall. At that moment, she heard the patter of feet. She quickly dried her eyes and looked up to see who was coming. 
It was the white rabbit, splendidly dressed, with kid gloves in one hand and a large fan in the other. He kept saying to himself, Oh dear, the Duchess, won't she be upset if I keep her waiting? As he neared Alice, she called out, If you please, sir. To her surprise, he jumped in fright on seeing her. He dropped the fan and the gloves and ran into the darkness as fast as he could. Alice picked up the fan and started fanning herself, all the while muttering, Dear me, everything is so odd today. Yesterday, yesterday things went on just as usual. I wonder if I've changed through the night. Was I the same person when I got up this morning? If not, then who am I? Oh, that's the great puzzle. As she said this, she looked down and saw that she had put on one of the gloves while talking. Now, how could I have done that unless I'm getting smaller, she wondered. She stood up and measured herself. She realized she was two feet tall and shrinking rapidly. It was because of the fan. The more she fanned herself, the more she shrunk. She quickly dropped the fan. That was a narrow escape. Now for the garden. She ran back to the door, happy to see she was the right size, but sad to see that the key was on the glass table as before. Things are worse than ever, said Alice, for I was never this small. Just then, her foot slipped and she fell in the salt water. At first she thought she had fallen into the sea. But then she realized it was the pool of tears that she had made crying. She heard someone splashing her way. She swam nearer to make out what it was. At first she thought it must be a walrus or hippopotamus. But then she remembered how small she was now, and she soon realized that it was only a mouse that had slipped in the salt water like herself. Would it be any use now, said Alice, to speak to this mouse? Everything here is so strange. It is quite likely that he will talk. There's no harm trying. She began, Oh, Mouse, do you know the way out of this pool? I'm very tired of swimming about here. Oh, Mouse! The mouse looked at her inquisitively, but said nothing. Perhaps he doesn't understand French, English. Maybe he's a French mouse, she thought. So she asked in French, Où est mon chat? which in English meant, where is my cat? Suddenly the mouse leaped out of the water and shook with fright. Oh, I beg your pardon. I quite forgot that you don't like cats. Not like cats, shrieked the mouse. Would you like cats if you were me? Well, perhaps not, said Alice in a soothing tone. But don't be angry about it. You'd start liking cats after meeting Dinah, my cat. She is such a darling. She stopped when she saw the mouse become, becoming angry. Oh, I beg your pardon. We won't talk about Dinah anymore if you don't want to. Well, indeed, cried the mouse, who was trembling down to the end of his tail, as if I would talk about such a subject. Our family has always hated cats. Nasty, low, vulgar things. Don't let me hear the name again. I won't indeed, promised Alice, eager to change the topic. Are you fond of, of dogs? Oh dear, I've offended you again. But the mouse was swimming away as fast as he could, splashing water everywhere. 
she called out to it softly. Mouse dear, do come back. We won't talk about cats or dogs if you don't like them. On hearing this, the mouse turned around and slowly swam back, his face quite pale. He said in a trembling voice, Let us get to the shore. I will tell you the story of my life. Then you'll understand why I hate cats and dogs. Alice looked around her and saw that the pool was now crowded with animals and birds. There was a duck, a dodo, which was a, which was a big clumsy bird that couldn't fly, an eaglet, a brilliantly colored parrot called a lorry, and several other curious creatures. Alice led the way and the whole party swam to shore. Okay, chapter three, and this will be the last chapter for this episode. A caucus race and a long tail. It was indeed a strange group that came to shore, birds with wet and ruffled feathers, animals with their fur clinging to them, all dripping wet, angry, and uncomfortable. They all had a talk about how to get dry. After a while, Alice felt quite at ease with them, like she'd known them all her life. At last, the mouse, who seemed to be the figure of authority amongst them, called out, Sit down, all of you, and listen to me. I'll soon make you dry enough. They all sat down at once in a large circle, and the mouse in the middle, with the mouse in the middle. Ahem, said the mouse with an important air. Are you all ready? He told them a dull story of William the Conqueror that almost put them to sleep. Ugh, said the dodo with a shiver. I beg your pardon, replied the mouse, frowning but trying to be polite. Did you say something? I'm sorry, but your story has dried, has not dried us one bit. We are still soaking wet, the lot of us, explained the poor, bored dodo. I think the best way for us to dry ourselves is to have a caucus race. What is a caucus race? asked Alice. Why, said the dodo, the best way to explain it is to do it. He marked a circular race course and made everyone take positions around it. No one ever called out, one, two, three, go. But all the creatures began running and stopping whenever they felt like it. However, after running for half an hour, everyone was dry. The dodo suddenly called out, the race is over, and everyone stopped holding their sides and panting. But who won? they asked. This question the dodo could not answer. He sat for a long time with one finger pressed upon his forehead, thinking hard. And thinking for a long time, he answered, Everybody's won. All must have prizes. But who's going to give the prizes? everyone asked. Why, she, of course, said the dodo, pointing to Alice. They all crowded around her, asking for their prize. Quite confused, she reached into her pocket and pulled out a packet of comfits, which thankfully hadn't gotten soaked. She handed one to, to each person. Fortunately, there was just about enough. But she must have a prize for herself, you know, said the mouse. Of course, the dodo replied very gravely. What else have you got in your pocket, he went on, turning to Alice. Only a thimble, said Alice. Give it to me, said the dodo. Then they all crowded around her once more while the dodo presented the thimble, saying, 
we would like you to accept this elegant thimble. When he had finished this short speech, they all cheered. Alice thought the whole thing was very silly, but they all looked so grave that she did not dare to laugh. As she could not think of anything to say, she simply bowed and took the thimble, looking as serious as she could. After the prize distribution, she walked up to the mouse and asked him to tell her his life story, the reason he hated C and D. Oh, mine is a long and sad tale, sighed the mouse. Alice looked down at the mouse's tail. Yes, it is a long tale, but why do you call it sad? She thought she, he was speaking of his tail, T-A-I-L. You are not listening to me, said the mouse, frowning at Alice. What are you thinking of? Oh, forgive me, said Alice. You got to the fifth bend, I think. You insult me by talking such nonsense, said the mouse angrily and walked away. Please come back, cried Alice to him, but the mouse just shook his head and angrily walked away. Oh, I wish I had my cat Dinah here, said Alice. She'd soon fetch him back. And who is Dinah, if I might dare to ask the question, said the lorry. Alice replied eagerly, for she was always ready to talk about her pet. Dinah's our cat, and she's such an expert for catching mice, and oh, I wish you could see her after the birds. Why, she'll eat a little bird as soon as she sees it. On hearing this, all the other creatures ran away, leaving Alice all alone. I wish I hadn't mentioned poor Dinah. Nobody seems to like her here, and I think she's the best cat in the whole world. Poor Alice started crying once more. Just then she heard the patter of feet. She stopped crying and eagerly looked up. Well, let's take a break from Alice in Wonderland. And we will pick up the story with chapter four next episode. In the meantime, keep doing your own reading and finding the adventures of pages and books. Take care. <laughs>